Blake Griffin has never been the same ever since Kendall Jenner left him for Ben Simmons. A pretender, really? Any, any team that Rudy Gobert is on is a pretender, bro. I'm sorry. Welcome back to the Getting Buckets podcast. I'm David, and as always, I'm joined by Ethan, Jordan, and Matt. And we begin the episode with some groundbreaking news. It's not like Harden-level groundbreaking news, but Andre Drummond is going to be sitting out for the Cavaliers until he is traded. And right now, the rumors suggest that he's going to be going to the Toronto Raptors and this is a team that could desperately use his rebounding as they think they've been dead last in rebounding over the last couple of seasons in the NBA. And Andre Drummond is a guy who can really give you something like 2020 on any given night. So let's hand it over to the panel. You know, now that I've bleached my hair blonde, I'm just a dumb blonde. So I need your input. Let's talk about this trade, potential Drummond Raptors trade. What might it look like? What do you guys think? Let's get it started. Jordan, let's start with you. Um, I mean, what is Drummond making this year? Like 28 million. He's on an expiring salary. I don't really think the Cavaliers can get much for him. It's I'm still expecting him to end up on the buyout market uh, just because of what I said, like the salary is ridiculous. And I don't see many teams wanting to take on that salary willingly unless they're getting a pick attached to it. Um, but the Raptors make a lot of sense as a landing spot just because they're dead last and rebounding this year. And Drummond is a guy who's led the league in that category for the last three years. So he'd obviously be a huge upgrade. And also Drummond has spent basically his entire career having to do way too much in the offense. And that's why a lot of people call him like an empty stack guy, because he's probably been like the number one or number two option for most of his teams. And it just doesn't work because he stands around literally doing nothing like half the game and is not committed on defense. But I think if you put him on a team, like let's say it's Toronto, or maybe he goes on the buyout market and ends up in Brooklyn, he can really focus himself on just rebounding and defense and won't have to think about scoring the ball that much. So I think that would be the two main landing spots here. Uh, Toronto would definitely be cool. Yeah, I think um, Toronto would be wise if they traded for him because if he does end up on the buyout market, I think that Brooklyn would be the favorite to land him if he does want to win a chip. Um, and it's already reported that he wants to sign with Brooklyn if he does get indeed does he get bought out. So it would be a good move for the Raptors, though, for sure. They are uh, much improved since the beginning of the season. I think they're like 12 and 14 now. And they started off like, what, three and nine or something. So they're uh, playing a lot better. Uh, Pascal Siakam started to pick it up. Uh, Van Vliet has been pretty solid all year. Kyle Lowry had his, his ups and downs, but I think he's starting to play better now. So I think that uh, that definitely would be a good move. But if he does end up on the Nets, I won't be mad at all. It's going to continue our complete dominance over the Eastern Conference. I wouldn't be mad. I want to slap every fucking team, so I don't give a shit. Well, I mean, are you really sure that the Nets could acquire him on the buyout market? 
I mean, Joe Tsai says he does not care how much money he spends. So, but there's still a, there's still a literal like salary cap, you know, in terms of how much you're allowed to pay per season. I mean, the other thing we have to consider if we look at the raw stats, Andre Drummond, as of today, is averaging 17.5 points per game, 13 and a half rebounds, 2.6 assists, 1.6 steals, 1.2 blocks in 29 minutes per game. He posts the league's sixth best defensive rating. Um, however, compare him, he's having a career-low 47% field goal rate, and that's 54% at the rim. And I think a lot of uh, – I think there's – I was reading a report that um, part of why he even got pulled from games has been because of his attitude, that people think he's just not trying. So this is the kind of guy that a team, presumably a contender, is going to get. And I don't really see him going out on the buyout market. I think it's going to be more like the like uh, like I think Marcus Saul was also an expiring contract when he got traded to the Raptors. Um, so I think it's going to be similar to that. So I guess I'm wondering who do you think, let's say if it was the Raptors, who do you think the Raptors would have to give up? Um, um that guy uh, Boucher probably. Uh, I don't know. Um, who else is there? Oh, Aaron Baines probably gets traded too. Um, maybe a pick also. I don't know. It's hard to balance. It's you're, like Jordan said. It's twenty nine million a year basically, and yeah. Toronto has a lot of guys who are only making like one mil, two mil a year. So I think it would actually have to be the Cavs who may need to, you know, even add another player just to balance it off. It's it's kind of weird, but I, I mean, apparently the it has been intensifying. I think it also signals. Well, if uh, they're, I, I, I think that even though the reports are saying that they're trying to trade uh, Andre Drummond, I think what could very easily end up happening is that he just gets bought out. That's it's just the easiest thing for most parties, um, and by most parties, I mean the player, because uh, fuck the teams, fuck the owners. Like they don't really, doesn't really matter. They have so much money, they can they can easily just go in buy out uh, a player like Drummond's contract or Blake Griffin's contract and they would be totally fine. Like the, the franchise, the owners, they'll, they will continue. So I think it makes the most sense. Um, also, I, I think it makes the most sense for, for the owners to, to just buy out the player because, uh, because it kind of shows that they have the respect for the the player, because if they, don't buy them out uh, and it kind of hamstrings where they can send off the, uh, you know, Andre Drummond or Blake Griffin. And that is, you know, obviously less than desirable for those players. Um, Obviously I would absolutely love to see Andre Drummond in Brooklyn. I I think that we can't really trade for him. I don't really know what we would be able to give up just, you know, salary cap reasons because right. He's getting paid like 25 million plus a year. Right. Um, so I think our, our only hope or the, the Nets only hope is to, uh, is for him to be on the, uh, buyout market. Um, that being said though, uh, if he ends up going to Toronto, I think Toronto would shoot up the standings because I think the only reason why they were struggling at the beginning of this year, um, well, actually there's two reasons. Number one is Siakam just had a poor start. Um, but I think that that is because losing Marcus Gasol and losing Serge Ibaka are were were big because those were pretty much their two best big men. Marcus Gasol, even though he's putting up like David Vizgon numbers, um, he's 
still he's still pretty effective. He's, he's putting still up an effective on player IQ and efficiency too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and Serge Ibaka has has always just been an underrated player. He's he's always just been very solid. You know, like fifteen points, eight boards. He, he and he gets you that every night, and he gives you good defense too. So uh, if the Raptors are able to get Drummond without giving up uh, much else, if they're able to keep the Boucher guy as well, who I think is is a solid talent for them, uh, they will very quickly become like the the fourth or fifth seed in the Eastern Conference and could easily make it out of the first round as as well. But is it worth getting a guy like Drummond for a half season rental and give up a ton of assets, knowing that you still may not be better than, for example, the Nets or the Bucks? No, no one's giving up assets for Drummond. I don't. See yeah, I don't really think. Where. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I mean, maybe like like a late first round or second round, maybe right. But I think in a trade, not anything crazy. I mean, if anything, the Cavs might have to attach something just because his salary is so terrible. Right. That's. But I'm saying that that um, the, I yes. mean, in order to part with with Drummond, if it was going to be through a trade, I mean, you would have to give up enough in salary to match. You can't just trade Andre Drummond for like you know a guy who's worth whose salary is two mil. That's not allowed. Well, I have to give up Baines in that deal, but no. But even I mean, Baines I'm sure only makes the Raptors wouldn't million. care. Yeah, yeah, but even Baines, I'm not sure Baines is enough. So, um, yeah, I mean, the one thing oh, that I kind of want to add. Yo, Ethan, Ethan, let me uh, wait, wait, let me let me just get one question in, in here. Um, so Ethan, if the Nets get Andre Drummond, right, plus or minus three more losses for the rest of the season. Bro, if the Nets get Andre Drummond, oh my god! Plus or minus over under three more losses. I like, think... like, like what we so like assuming that we we get him today, they they oh lost twelve god. games thus far, fifteen losses or sixteen plus. You know what would be dirty actually? I think no, I think we would we would lose probably maybe two more games if we if we got him, bro. What we if they slap I, everybody? I agree. We would slap everyone. We would slap everyone. And there's nothing the more. literally end the year on a 30 game win streak. Bro, we would just be so good. Oh my god. I oh that's it's too good. It's too good. If it actually <laughs> happens, oh my god. Oh my Yo, god. Matt, why'd you have to ask that live? I mean, Ethan's got a nut on here. But no, you know, I, I just I just wanted to see uh, Ethan Ethan just you know, imagine that. Jordan is Jordan is terrified of, of that. No, uh, dude, I'm just I'm laughing at you like you're literally about to come your pants. It's literally foreplay, dude. You know <laughs> oh what would be God. like right. a, a, a yo, classic yo, David David, what were you uh, gonna say then? No, I'd say you know what would be like a classic like you. like classic Sean Marks move would be to trade Drummond for DeAndre Jordan. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. But it would be like Cause you know, well, so so actually, serious question though, we did did we use the money that we got back for the Spencer Dinwiddie injury? Did, no. did we use no, that on sitting, Iman Shumpert, or or the Iman Shumpert thing is is different? It's different because we had open roster spot, I think, so I don't think we have to use that money. The Dinwiddie thing can be used in a trade. Okay, so no, the Nets the are going to make a trade. Well, think, yeah, no, but is is the Dinwiddie like like how much was that? Was that ten or five? 10 mil. It's ten. It was mil. like no, no, it was like five. It's, and a half. It was it's like, five mil. It's I think it's five mil by the deadline and another five mil after the after like f- towards next. Yeah, year. it's 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 five uh, and a half million for a trade. Because I was thinking like if Drummond, you you said that the Drummond contract is what twenty nine million. Yeah. And uh, DeAndre Jordan is ten, I think, and if. 
you know, Dinwiddie's let's let's say that it's like, yeah, like five. So that they have to come up with 15 million somehow. And also like the, the Raptors who like, who would they be able to really give up? Who like, like realistically who has 30, like how many exactly. teams in the NBA right now exactly. have $30 million in just expendable contracts? I, I actually know one, the Detroit Pistons. Like oh, on, on, if they, if, if they do a Blake Griffin for Andre Drummond swap, that's like probably <laughs> the, the easiest thing for them to do. Like it's like, like who else has an availability that can, they can just toss away 30 million. Who, who also number one has $30 million in cap space period that, that can just eat it. Yeah. But I mean, even still, you need to have the, um, you need to have the salaries match. It's a bigger problem. I mean, you mentioned Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin is going to be the exact same scenario. He is also currently sitting, by the way, former teammate of Andre Drummond in Detroit. He's actually also currently sitting as the Pistons decide what they're going to do with him. Are they going to buy him out? Are they going to trade him? Except I think with Blake Griffin, it's much worse because Blake Griffin, honestly, he's he's just not at all the player he used to be. And Andre Drummond, I feel like his game is not really as, as appreciated in the modern NBA, but I feel like Andre Drummond is still an excellent player. And Blake Griffin is, you know, especially for the, for the money that he's getting, Blake Griffin really is not um, like he, to score 13 points per game with a max contract is just not going to cut it. So I think that like with the Pistons, there's no chance that Blake Griffin gets traded anywhere exactly for the reason you said, like who's going to trade for him. Nobody's going to trade for him. I think he's going to get bought out. It's going to be just like the, like the Darren Williams situation where, you know, the Nets still pay Darren Williams money, I think because his contract was also huge and they're just going to be paying him for like 10 years to finish his contract off. And meanwhile, Blake Griffin can go somewhere um, with a much uh, more reasonable contract and kind of find a new role as an NBA player. So is um, Spot Track, SPO Track, uh, is, is that like a legit website? Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. So uh, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at the NBA teams as cap space. Uh, a couple of things jump out at me. Uh, I didn't know that 28 out of the 30 teams in the NBA have um negative cap space only two teams have positive cap space i did not know that yeah it's only Would anyone it's only, it's only it's only baseball owners that like to act cheap okay yeah so well well the the thing is though even like the nba like five ten years ago or so like there were it, at least 10 teams every year that had positive cap space but it's it's not um, just it's not just cap it's more about like what kind of salaries do they have that's really what you need to consider well, that. well, yeah, no, but but what I'm saying is like is like currently who has like cap space, who has positive cap space, who can literally take in new guys and can and have the ability to only trade away draft picks and for that to be a legal trade, you know. Um, so, would you guys like to guess which two teams have positive cap? It's some team. I know. I, I know the Knicks are one because the Knicks are the Knicks are one. Um, and the other o team, OKC. Nah. OKC has has negative 13 number. So the other team with positive is the Charlotte Hornets. They have four million in positive cap space and the New York Knicks have 15 million in positive cap space. Uh, and if you guys are curious, the Brooklyn Nets have negative 57 million. <laughs> they are they're the 29th team in uh, Golden State at negative 63 is the most. Yeah. So, so so that's so 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 that's actually crazy. The the Knicks could 
if they have like like who's their crappiest contract like like 15 like if they have someone Julius on their team Randall. 15 million i mean julius Randle's their best player yeah but he has yeah, a pretty, he is their their best he player. had a pretty bad contract until this year but guys like to put it in comparison with like with blake griffin dude blake griffin has a higher cap hit than paul george clay thompson Kawhi leonard jimmy butler Kyrie, anthony davis like this guy is not tradable yeah, no, I agree with you. Uh, he is not tradable. They have, the Pistons have they no choice. They basically but, have to uh, buy him out. They have no choice. Like, they, they, no one is going to trade for Blake Griffin with that contract. He's getting paid like $37 million this year and $39 million next year. And for somebody who looks like washed up, it's sad to say, he used to be a great player. And even like two years ago in Detroit, he had, a, he had a great – he had a, one of the best years of his career in 2019, his first year in Detroit. But he's just gotten injured too much and – well, Ethan, you said it best about like this is what happens with athletic players who rely on their athleticism. Once that's gone, that's yeah, it. no, it's it's sad. He he, he looks like he, it looks like Blake Griffin is done. Even if he gets bought out, I don't know how many teams are are going to be willing to sign him. Like I just don't know. Like no, come on, he's still maybe, in a, con, maybe a contender. He'll be like thirteen a game. He both both of it, both of his knees are made of literally two bowls of Jello. He'll be, yeah. he'll be, he'll probably be a, a deep rotation, a rotation player. I don't know deep, but he'll be a rotation yeah. player no, on, a, think, on a contender. But I, I don't see any, no tanking team or anything like that. Like he's only really only like the contending teams that like are going to take a flyer on him to see if he could help are going to be the teams that are going to pick him up. I just hope and pray that it's not going to be the Nets. I would gladly take him on the Nets. Hell no! Bro. As a rotation dude, player, if they pay him like dude, four stop, million a year, stop. if they pay him, if they pay him like a mellow contract. Bro, stop it. Stop it. Yeah, but Marcus Saul contract, you wouldn't take that? Hell the Nets no. Already have, Nets already have terrible defense. Do you want to add Blake Griffin to that? But they need front court. That's, that's depth. a good point. Like That's true, Um, but I'm not sure how many players are on the market that really will solve Dude, it. how much more offense do you now, need? Blake you literally Griffin have the really best offense. Blake Griffin really doesn't fit, honestly. like We do need defensive-minded centers. We need like an Andre Drummond who can – snag 15 rebounds again. Well, honestly, like, like what I wanted to say about the Drummond trade is that I think like they, they if they get rid of Drummond, you, you realize they basically got the center of their future like for nothing as like a witness to the Harden trade. Yeah. They basically like literally got, you know, Jared Allen currently averaging 79% at the rim. Uh, he's like poised to be like part of this like young nucleus with Colin Sexton, Darius Garland. I mean, the Cavs are going to be nice, dude. The Cavs are going to be nice. Like uh, the Cavs and, are already kind of nice, and I think honestly that's why there is more. I also don't really see where if like a way for Andre Drummond to be traded. I may be wrong. Um, some like you know Masai Ujiri may like prove me wrong. I just don't see it. But I think that um, at least with Cleveland, there's much more of a window to try because I think Cleveland is up and coming, and it would be nice to get something for Drummond. Whereas the Pistons really are like a black hole. Um, you know, all they have is like Knicks legend Dennis Smith Jr. at this point. And Jeremy Grant, uh, they like really don't have. I mean, Derrick Rose is on the Knicks now. I really, what is there to look forward to? What is it for the for the, you know they're gonna have to buy Blake Griffin out. So I don't know. It's it's really sad to like compare the two teams. Um, and I don't know. Like the, honestly, the Pistons in a way they really remind me a lot of like the Nets, like the 2015 Nets, like completely directionless, bunch of guys who just suck. You, you know like meaningless coaching just you know worse to mediocre kind of team uh it, it's it's like it's purgatory it's nba purgatory you need a really talented gm to get you out of that hole yeah 
That's why, I mean, uh, yeah, it literally is giving me deja vu to like the Darren Williams, uh, de- like the Darren Williams buyout completely. Because I, 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 mean, I, I, there are, there are a couple teams that might take Blake Griffin as like a backup power forward. Like I can see like Miami or Phoenix. No, not in a trade. Obviously not in a trade. No one's I taking like I think there was like Blake million. Griffin. I even think there was like Blake, Blake Griffin to like the, um, to the Celtics as a rumor like a couple months ago. Yeah. The, yeah. Apparently Celtics fan won him. I don't know. Why would they want Blake Griffin? He sucks. Well, I, I think don't they need like uh like I'm pretty sure that that like don't they need like passing from the front court or something? Yeah, I mean Tristan Thompson isn't exactly gonna move the needle. Yeah, I mean he's he I mean he does average four assists, five rebounds. Uh as a as a power forward, that's really not that bad. That is your yeah, no, one, one, one thing that stuck with Blake Irvin is his passing. He's still a good passer. Yeah, but everything course. else is just like – it's just a nightmare right now. He did have like some uh, shooting um, improvement a couple of years ago. He was averaging 36% from three. Um, not a lot of people like knew about it or noticed it really. Yeah, and then – I mean, it was, he was good for a couple of years shooting. Like, that one year with the Pistons where he was an all-star, he really improved his shooting. But then the last two years – In 2019, like, yeah. Yeah, like 28% from three the last two years. You know, also – I mean, like, that year in, in Detroit, like, he was averaging 24 and a half, um, 24 and a half, seven and a half rebounds, five and a half assists on yeah, a nice shooting percent uh, split too. Weren't the, they were a playoff team, right? They were like an eight seed. Yeah, I I think they were an eight seed that year. Yeah, like you know, Blake Griffin was a a good player. That, you also that could year. imagine I, I, very good. Like Blake Griffin to L.A. One of the L.A. teams, he could have a reunion with the Clippers, which you know just just for fun. Um, they also <laughs> are in need of front court depth, or even the Lakers. I could see the Lakers. That's just a very kind of like you know like washed up kind of like what quote unquote washed up player like signing for like a veteran minimum like that seems like a very like lebron team sort of thing signed for the rest of the season just to try to like get a ring like ethan said i think blake griffin is washed up i think like if he doesn't like become like a rotation player like off the bench and like radically change his role i don't think he's going to be in the nba for much longer who blake griffin you you really think he's gonna be bounced out of the league? Like, yeah, dude, it's not it's not three, really a stretch. Years. Just let's say that his like, knees are jelly, dude. Like he's so dude, he's he's still thirty one, and dude, he's had like two right, bad. So really, like, it was it was it was just last year that was like a but bad it's, year, but it's, and it's it was more, it was like. No, 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 go, go. It's 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 more than the bad years. Like I, I, I know what you're saying, but like he literally like he's had like I think three knee surgeries in the last like two years. Like like it, it's it's to a point where like he's not gonna be able to walk like in his forties and fifties. Like the man is like I feel bad for him. It's it's terrible what happened to him. Like he was a star in LA and like they recruited him to resign. They literally showed him a banner, said we're gonna retire your number, and then six months later he was dumped in Detroit. Like I, I feel bad for the guy, but I just I I I think he's cooked. Like he might have one more year after this where he's like okay, but like I don't really see much else for him in terms of like quality NBA production. Damn, damn, Jordan, you are you are going hard on Blake Griffin, bro. I'm sorry. I listen. I said I f- I feel bad for the guy. Like I I wish you I wish he was healthy. Yeah. Sounds sounds like he's gonna sign a five year deal with the Knicks next season. Shut the fuck up, dude. We have dude, Julius no, Randle. Like, Julius Randle, bro. Now. I don't even think that we can like cut those jokes anymore because yeah, like the Knicks are kind of good. 
No, I, yeah. yeah the next, the it's next, so I'm, upsetting. It's so upsetting, yeah. but they're kind of good. And yeah. they have like, like Julius, nah, like Julius Randle is actually a young star. He is really good. Julius he's, Randall he's what, like is 26. Yeah, he's like yeah. 25. Well, that's Tibbs was a yeah, great yeah. coach for him because Tibbs basically just gave him the keys to the car and say, you know, I, I'll play you 40 minutes a game and just like prove. No, nah, but he's like, something. like the thing is, Fizdale did that last year too. But like the difference with Thibodeau is, is like he's playing team ball yeah, and he's Thibodeau's like, actually on a defense. good coach. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I, yeah. I definitely agree. Like, I think Thibodeau has definitely surprised me and Ethan. Is, uh, is Thibodeau um, like overplaying Alfred Clayton still or? No, yes. actually, actually, Rose and quickly played like the entire fourth quarter today. So that was like the first good sign. Really? Peyton's actually not nice. been that awful the last three, four games, but like still, like Rose and quickly, that backcourt's been really nice for them. They have a really underrated bench. The Knicks. This, this is the problem with the Knicks fans. Oh no! Here they had they go. A guy has a, a nice little stretch for three, four games, and then Jordan's all <laughs> Jordan's <laughs> mind is made up about uh, oh, he's not that bad. And then that's how they get the, the whole fucking rabbit hole. Dude, oh. I no one hates Alfred Payton more than me. Trust me. I wish he was off the Knicks, but I'm also I'm not I'm gonna give credit to the guy when he actually plays well. But nah, Jordan, for, you, you know it's not a it's not a large enough sample size. I'm but. not saying it's a large enough sample. I never said it was. You literally you no. you, you do this thing when I talk about the Knicks where you you only hear what you want to hear. Like you yeah. just take some parts and just completely wash them out of your brain. Well, well, Jordan, <laughs> Jordan, Jordan, Jordan. Like the, the I hear that the Sixers are in need for a point guard, and I think you know all things considered, they sh- the 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 Sixers should really consider Alfred Payton for Ben Simmons, like one on one. Oh yeah, kind of that trade. that is a quality deal. Hey, they both a- they both average about twelve points per game. It's pretty fair. No, to be honest, though, I, was, I, I wanted to bring this up before. Blake Griffin has never been the same ever since Kendall Jenner left him for Ben Simmons. That's just facts. That's just facts. That's just Damn. facts. Wait, you know, it's I just facts. Kind of true. It is. Somebody, I think, I think it was like, um, I, I don't know. It was, I, I want to say it was actually like Ben Simmons was guarding Blake Griffin, and somebody was like, "Oh, it's the Battle of the Kardashians" or something like that. Yo, no, no, but but Ben Simmons and Blake Griffin actually got to a fight. I remember. That's funny. In 2019, and then Ben Simmons and Devin Booker were beefing uh, the other day. <laughs> yeah, Devin Booker dropped 36 yeah. on him and like talked yeah, shit the whole game. Devin Booker stole his girl, bro. She's the fucking <laughs> Devin Booker now. But you know, you oh, say God. what you want, say what you want about Blake Griffin, though. Like, I feel like whatever is in for his career, like, I always thought Blake Griffin was like super funny. So, like, I feel like whatever he decides to do after the NBA, he, he'll be fine. Like, he he could like he could literally do like whatever he wants, whether it's like analysis. I just really don't think that like he he has too long. I completely agree with Jordan. I could see him maybe be a rotation player for like two, three more years, but really his his legs are are like are they're just done. It's like Brandon Roy. Blake Griffin has done stand up. Like he's done stand up. No, he's yeah. funny, bro. He's you can, like you can you can you can see it on on YouTube. No, no, yeah, bro. No, he his he, he like roasted Nikki Glazer so bad, like like such a like <laughs> no like such a like insanely like deep joke. And it, what I was reading is it's not like other celebrities where they work with a comedian like behind the scenes. Like he actually comes up with his own material. Like, yeah. Used to like randomly go to like uh, apparently go to like random like L.A. like stand up comedy bars just to like like learn. Like he really loves comedy. That's yeah. That's that's pretty cool. And uh, yeah, he's a well. Well, well you can well you can also see like when he goes on to like uh, like talk shows, for example, or or interviews. He's he's like a, a pretty lucid and yeah, like yeah. just funny in, individual. He's he's like clever, thinks quickly. He yeah, could, I mean, yeah. I I could easily see him like one day being like on the uh, the the TNT yeah uh, sure. thing 
for sure. You know, not not like replacing any of like those guys, but no, nah, no. Nah, let's let's like, let's, of, let's have him replace caliber. Charles Barkley. Let's have him replace Dude, Charles. Charles Barkley, Barkley nah, is Charles so Barkley. funny. Dude. Bro, he's, Charles he's, Charles he's hilarious. He's, he's hilarious. such a good character on that he's show. Hilarious. He's so he's so annoying though. His takes are fucking ridiculous. But Jordan, it's not about the takes, dude. Are, like, is, are they are they better than the Shaq's takes? Yeah, Shaq's I know you're right. Shaq, Shaq, Bro, Shaq's might be worse. Do you remember <laughs> no, when no, Shaq was like? When when Shaq was like talking to Donovan Mitchell yeah, that yeah, one oh time, that and, so and Shaq was like, was and Shaq so literally just said, "Son, I don't think you got what it takes." <laughs> yeah, bro, <laughs> that was so bad. And then Donovan Mitchell was like, "Uh uh huh," like like yeah, he was like, okay. I, he was like, I." <laughs> and, and then KD KD called him an old head. Yeah, yeah right. I'm, right. I'm I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you. Shaq is like just as dumb as. Uh, Barkley, like he but literally he, said, like he he literally said, Luca needs like a player better than him, like Russell Westbrook on the team, yeah, bro, team to, was... lead, to lead him. I'm like, did that? Did those words actually just come out of your when, mouth? When did he say that? That was like that was like two weeks ago. But bro, like all really? these, like oh, yeah, dude, like yeah. I, I saw that too. But all these like sports shows, they're they're not like designed to like you know have good takes. Like when you listen, to, like I remember I was watching um Max Kellerman a couple of days ago. He was like, you know, who's the most important player in the Nets? You want to guess who he said? DeAndre Jordan, like what? What do you like? I see where he's coming from because, like, when DeAndre yeah, Jordan has I, a good I, game, I, I like, do see what he's like. Yeah. KD can mm-hmm. have a good game and we lose. If DeAndre Jordan had a good game, like, we will win the game. Like, so in mm-hmm. that sense, but just still, like, I don't think it's about the takes. Like, it's about the humor. Like, and and I, like Charles Barkley is funny, so I I will defend him always. Like, he he's just funny. Like, Shaq is also like just funny. Um, I don't want to. Hey, so can we get Kenny? And, can, 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 so, can, can, and, and so is Blake Griffin too. Yeah. Can Blake we get Griffin. Kenny Smith replaced? Because like Kenny Smith is probably the most boring one. Nah, but Kenny, they all have their own. But role. Kenny Smith is is the only one that actually gives level-headed takes and is the no, only Ernie one too. who Ernie, can. Ernie's, Ernie's the goat, dude. Ernie. Well, well, yeah. yeah, no, like, like Ernie's Ernie's the the host, so he has Wait, to. Wait, do you know he missed the, he missed the um. He missed like one of the shows, <laughs> and I think it was or who. One oh, of them, like on January sixth. Yeah, 6th. January sixth. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Enjoy mm-hmm. DC. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Charles Barkley. That yeah, did. bro, that, that that's just comedy, dude. That's just funny. Like, yeah, like, literally, that's just so funny. No, nah, no, nah, it was it was something. It was something like Charles said. Um, uh, like at the end of the the show, he called out, "Ernie, we know you at the Capitol." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, I also remember then Gordon Hayward had like 44 points or something like that, and people were like calling him Mega Hayward. It was like, like this one's <laughs> for you, Trump. Like, bro, that's that that's just comedy, dude. That's funny. Like, NBA is always gonna be funny, dude. Like in a way that just other leagues are not. Like, yeah, yeah. And that's why I think like Blake Griffin, he will like be great on a, on a, like a winning team. Like he needs to go to a winning team. I hope he doesn't spend his last season. Like he's getting bought out. There's no way he doesn't get bought out. He's being bought out in the next like two weeks. The question is, where does he go next? And I mean, like, it's hard to think of a good fit for him in a way because, like, his defense is pretty bad. So you have to imagine it's kind of a contending team that needs front court passing. I will really would not be surprised to see the Nets make a move at him just because, you know, they all want to keep the super team thing. And it's like, oh, Blake Griffin, though, we have Blake Griffin. You know, he was a star two years ago. Casual fans will love that. You know, if it sells jerseys, you know, good. If they can get him for, like, a Marcus Salt kind of deal, I would fully expect that to happen. But practically speaking, I don't know. I feel like there are teams that are a better fit. Like I said, Celtics maybe one of the LA teams. I think those are probably like the best fits for for Blake Griffin. And I think we will see that deal happen soon. And you know, speaking about the Lakers, Anthony Davis is out for a month. 
And um, I think like a lot of people have kind of been, you know, last, last season, there was a lot of accusations that they weren't playing hard enough, but now it's like, you know, a lot of people will consider this stretch of the season, like quote unquote, meaningless basketball. I, I think everyone knows Lakers are going to contend seriously. You know, they look like one of the best teams in the league. So um, what do the Lakers need to be doing now to prevent more injuries? Because, you know, Anthony Davis uh, ha- has had a little bit of a regression. Um, it's not such a big deal, obviously. I think there has been more of a pivot on the Lakers to shift to um, more of a team-oriented game this season. They have way more depth than last season. You know, certainly everybody's numbers in the starting five have gone down a little bit. Um, Kuzma has stepped up. Uh, but what do you guys think about the Lakers? Yeah, um, it sucks that uh, AD is going to be out for like, what, a, mo- a month from now? At least, maybe even more. So, Because it's like the agreed yeah, like, tendonitis yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I actually expected a lot from AD this season. I said before this season started that LeBron was going to be the one sitting a lot and AD was going to be like an MVP candidate. And it's been the opposite. AD, like, say what you want. He, did, like, he just did not play well in the beginning of this season. His numbers were down across the board. And the most, like, concerning part was that his free throw shooting went down from, like, 85% to, like, 71. Like, that's, that's like, really bad. So, like, he literally was, like, um, was just not having the great start of the season. Yeah, you could say that he was, like, saving himself to the playoffs or whatever. But I just feel like the burden, again, has just been placed, like, too much on LeBron James. Like, yeah, you know, we know LeBron is superhuman. But, like, at, at what point is, is that going to – is that well going to dry out? Like, it LeBron is – is get, it like never dry out. We he, could, I mean, he, they he, said that about Brady, he's right? Go the route of Tom Brady. Yeah, like, exactly. We could, like we could say that. Like, yeah, but at, at you, some, you, you, you want Braun to fall off so bad at, at just because you point, want the Nets to win. At, at no, but point, it's fun to root at, against. It's literally like it's 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 at this point it's more fun to bet against LeBron just because he will still surprise you. No, but I'm saying that at some point, you know, whenever that will be, at, at some point. Father time does catch up to you. Like, I don't care who you are. Tom Brady, yeah, he turned back the clock. Right, yeah, fair, 43. Yeah. But at some point, father time will catch up with you. Like, it will – it's going to happen at some point. I'm not saying it's going to be anytime soon. But I just think that, you know, placing such a large burden on LeBron James when he's 36 years old and that was the shortest, like, uh, turnaround in, in sports history, a 71-day offseason, like mm-hmm. – that's that's concerning, like so. Now we're just gonna have even more place on uh, LeBron now that AD is gonna be out. So I don't know. It's gonna it may be a tricky situation. And why, not, why do you? Th- and no, Jordan, I'm not. Wait, don't want LeBron to fall off or anything because it doesn't really matter what he does. The Nets are gonna slap him anyway. I don't care. We have a better team, Jordan. Um, <laughs> but, uh, Ethan, why uh, do you think that LeBron has so much? Like, do you think that he has more on his plate this year than he did last year? Because they have a significantly better team this year, even with AD out. That's like they they still have true, like the addition of Montrez Harrell, of Schroeder, Marcus. That's true, but and the primary the, ball, the like Horton Tucker, whatever the hell his his name yeah, is. Yeah, but he's pretty good Le- actually. LeBron is is still the primary ball ball handler. Yeah, he is okay, but, but the, like the responsibility at the end of the day, the responsibility will, will fall on on LeBron James. Right, like, and he's the best player in on his team, and he's the best player in the NBA. And you're right, like as that player, you will have a large chunk of responsibilities. It kind of just goes with 
you know, it kind of just, just goes with it. Um, and, and you're, you're right though, that like AD going down, he will have to step up and that will eat into his, you know, uh, you know, energy tank over the course of the, the season. And, and maybe we might, uh, see some, see some, uh, maybe we might even see some rest time from the, from LeBron as, as well over the course of these next two or three weeks. Um, especially because the Lakers, the Clippers and the jazz are so much further ahead of the rest of the Western conference and the standings. I think they can afford to sit out LeBron for a game or two against like, you know, bad teams like the, you know, like the fucking Pistons or whatever. Right. Um, which, which actually the, the Pistons uh, pushed them to overtime the other day. So I, I probably shouldn't even be saying that. Um, but I, I think that the, the thing with AD and it, it is an interesting thing. He, he got his championship and I think he was just chilling just for pretty much like the whole season. He, how he was, he was averaging like six points less than what he usually does. A couple of rebounds less. Um, Jordan is going to say that he was focusing so much more on defense, but he was also a, a deep boy candidate last year too. So, yeah, but, uh, so, so like, like, uh, like some, analy- something, yeah. Based on the analytics, he actually has, has not been as good of a defender. Uh, even he actually has not been, the, he's actually, the Lakers have actually been better when he's off the floor on defense and when he's on the floor statistically this season. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, so that doesn't surprise me because like anyone can see that he wasn't giving effort. He wasn't giving effort at all. And when he comes back, uh, it's like the, the thing is though, you have to imagine that once the playoffs come, of course, he's going to start trying like, like how, you know, LeBron starts trying extra hard in the, the playoffs. Um, but you would think that when AD comes back, if they want like a first seed, if they want a second seed, like he will have to, to try because Utah jazz are playing phenomenally right now. The, the Clippers are just always a very steadily, very strong team. Yeah. But Matt, I'm, um, I'm and... glad you mentioned, I'm glad you mentioned the jazz because uh, I'm wondering, I kind of spoke about this with Jordan a while ago, but I'm wondering, you know, the jazz, we spoke about them two episodes ago. You yeah. Know, They've been. I I I think that they could beat the Clippers and make it to the conference finals. But but are we having deja vu of the Hawks that that famous sixty two win Hawks team? Definitely not. You think they're They're, like they're a they're a a stronger team? Yeah, because the the Hawks were all offense that year. They they weren't they they didn't have a very good defense. They were that's that's not true. They had they had the number six defense that year. The the thing is though, Check your once facts, they, Matt. dude. But like once they played LeBron, like he just, dude, he just like LeBron just torched them. He just instantly torched them. What they did, fucking Al Horford, whoop de doo. Yeah, I mean honestly, uh, dude, is uh, is is uh, is Donovan Mitchell really gonna stop LeBron James? No, he isn't. But I do think that Rudy Gobert is going to stop Kawhi and Paul George from being able to drive in, and I think that. Boyan and Mike Conley are going to be able, or, or rather Mike Conley is going to be able to slow down the Clippers guards a little bit. And the rest of the firepower that the Utah jazz have um, with like Boyan and, um, and, uh, and Joe Ingles, and they have Jordan Clarkson who's coming off the bench and is a six man candidate. Like the Utah jazz, I think are a more complete team than the Atlanta Hawks. If, if it's so true that the Atlanta Hawks actually had a pretty good defense that year, my bad Jordan. Uh, but 
the Utah Jazz are just simply more complete team. They have a bona fide superstar. The Atlanta Hawks did not have any bona fide superstars. Uh, they had they they it was they made or rather four of their guys that year made the All Star team in a historically bad talent Eastern Conference in 2014. That's really the only reason why Kyle Korver made the All Star team. Who was snubbed? It was no, it was it was Kyle Korver, Jeff Teague, Horford, and um. Yeah, but I'm and and I'm saying I'm saying that. It should have been Damari Carroll over Kyle Korver. No, no, Kyle but Kyle Korver was – David, that's no, – David, Korver you, you literally weren't even watching basketball at that time, bro. Like, what <laughs> are you talking true. about? I was actually still a Nets fan back then. Remember, you quit watching the Nets? What are you, you talking that? about, and dude? Still, that is not true. You quit, dude, you literally you don't even watching know the Nets. The, you and Ethan – In 2014, the first quit. year with Paul Pierce, that is not true, bro. That is not true. You literally don't even know your Quit years because you started that. watching basketball that like year. six that's, months ago. No, that's also <laughs> not. You literally, you you literally did not even watch the Nets back then. That is not true. That's that's literally not true, Dave. No, no, that me and Matt, me and Matt definitely dipped on the Nets at some point uh, in high school. We did, we definitely did. In senior, and by the in, way, in that was not in, the same. In, and by the way, and by the way, Matt, you idiot. By the way, you idiot, that was a 2014-15 Hawks, and Paul Pierce and KG were basically gone, and you were not oh, watching fuck. the team at it that point. 20, it was 2015. It was. Oh, it was. Oh, it was. That's my And I was fault. the only one. That's and my I, fault. I was the only one who was watching All the right. Nets on this whole podcast, and you guys both wow. quit. I could still name the starting five of that team, and honestly, I bet you couldn't even name the – starting five of that team yeah so uh so what was i saying though i was saying that basically uh the utah jazz simply have a more complete team and i could easily see them being able to beat the clippers in a playoff series especially because i think when the uh playoffs come uh we're gonna start to see playoff p come out or, or rather pandemic p come out and uh Kawhi is is not going to be able to do the uh 2019 Raptors magic that he did and I could I could easily see an an upset happen uh two years in a row for the the Clippers playoff p more like playoff poop facts yeah bars absolute, absolute bars Ethan what I do you stop. think about that oh the the Jazz I think that they're uh 100 percent 100 percent a pretender a pretender, really? Any any team that Rudy Gobert is on is a pretender, bro. I'm sorry. Oh, man. Why? Ethan with the sh- Ethan with the Shaq level takes now. Because he sucks. <laughs> that's why. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. He's he's so the best much. defender in the NBA. Yeah. Rudy Gobert ain't doing shit. Rudy Gobert is better anyone. on defense than Anthony Davis. Actually, in the West, you probably need a Rudy Gobert more than ever, like with Jokic, AD. Yeah, I don't know, man. Rudy Gobert is kind of overrated on defense. He's really only he's good. Really, at, he's really not. Really not. He's, really good, not. he's only good at in the paint defense. He he's gets, really that's he gets, that's very he's extremely a center. He's, he's, he's an in the paint center, and he therefore he's everywhere else. He's terrible in the pick and roll defense. He's terrible on perimeter defense. That's not even true, dude. Where are you coming up with this stuff? He's a very good pick and roll defender. He's literally leading the league in total rebounds and defensive win shares and defensive rating. hundred points per uh per hundred possessions. That's insane. That's the Listen, bro. He's literally first in 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 uh in defensive rating this season. No, I just don't I just don't think first the Jazz in... are I just don't think the Jazz are legit. Like yeah, they're 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 good, but I don't know. They they if they cannot beat a healthy Lakers team. 
By the way, Dude, they're up by 14 against the Sixers right now in 11 minutes in the, the six, fourth quarter. The Sixers are not that good. The Sixers, the Sixers are, are the well, first seed in the Eastern well, the, Conference. The, the, they also the have the easiest schedule, the easiest schedule in the whole NBA so far. I think I think it beats out tonight. So, oh really? Oh okay. yeah. By by the way, Ethan, it's uh, the Nets are up 64 to 57. Yeah, I know. With uh, two minutes left in the second. I'm pissed off. I can't watch. Well, you'll you'll watch the second half. I, I think, yeah. I, I, the last thing I want to add uh, before we end is I just want to add a little bit of uh, NBA lore because uh, five years ago, um, the Blazers won a preseason game against the Utah Jazz. And uh, the game story by NBC Sports said, the growing question is not whether center Mason Plumlee will record a triple-double this season, but how many. And he never recorded a triple-double. Until yesterday, he yeah. had 17, 10, and 10. Move over Blake Griffin. There's a new star in Detroit. His name is Mason Plumley, uh, oldest center since Patrick Ewing to record his first career triple double. So I, I just wanted to, you know, Nets legend on those 2014 15 Nets teams. Yo, Mason Plumley was good on the Nets. I remember he was good. Yeah, he, he was. was, strong, he, was. But he was a good player. He was good. I was, I was always very upset when, when they traded him. Okay, with that being said. Thank you for listening to our uh, uh, incredible conversations. Uh, we hope you're all staying safe. Uh, follow us on Twitter at GetBucketPod as usual. Uh, follow us on Spotify. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on RSS, wherever you get your podcasts. We're probably there. And uh, we'll see you next week. Okay? Peace. <laughs>